This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. You got mail. I'm Millie Tamaras. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Go Touch Grass podcast, the podcast where we log in so you can log off. Elise and I are two chronically online comedians, and on every episode of the pod, we'll be breaking down the week in internet discourse, viral memes, TikTok trends, and niche influencer drama so that you don't have to. And if you like what you hear today and you want to hear more, we've got a Go Touch Grass Patreon already up and running with all of our test episodes, mini trending topics, a weekly newsletter, and our spinoff series, Search History, where we go back and break down a viral discourse from the past. And now we're starting the pod. And now we're starting the pod, <laughs> our first pod on the free feed. Our first pod on the free <sighs> feed, our per- first pod with HeadGum. We're I know. So we're so excited. We love HeadGum. It's already like a great relationship. It's going to be off to a good start. We're so excited. It's the beginning of a beautiful thing. So thank you to everyone who's listening today. People who already started on the Patreon. People who are hearing us from the first time. People who are fans of us from the podcasts of yours. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Now, Okay. for those who haven't heard Patreon uh, episodes... We start every episode with a little mini game. Yeah, something something that's related to what is trending online, mm-hmm. what's going on, memes, virality, etc. Millie's kicking off our game today, so Yeah, so for our first ever free feed episode, I'm going to bless you Elise mm-hmm. with the gift of not one, but two mini games. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the first should be a very easy game mm-hmm. if you've been anywhere on the internet for the past five years. <laughs> and what I've I, been there. Yeah, I've you've been, been there. there. You've <laughs> definitely been there. You got mail. So the first game is a version of guess who this is about. Guess who we're talking to. Guess I mean, guess who we're talking about. Guess what, what this is about. Okay. So yesterday, a pop culture news account called at my mixtapes tweeted an article. Mm-hmm. Based on the quote tweets and the responses to this article, at least I want you to guess who this article is about. Okay. So the first original quote tweet from at Kira won't miss says, here we go again. Take us out of the group chat, please. And that got 152,000 likes. Okay. So, and I'm just going to read three comments and the comments are clues. Okay. Literally, brah, we don't give a fuck about what they got going on. Okay. Then the third, the the second comment is, everything I learned about them has been against my own will. <laughs> okay. And then finally, who keeps asking her questions? 
Okay. 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 Elise, who do you think it's about? And I want you to talk through where your head's at. Absolutely. Okay. So based off of the clues, this is a group of people. Based off of the clues, this is maybe an oversaturated group of people. People we've been hearing about for far too long. Mm-hmm. Um, people the internet is over tired of discussing. So, I mean, my mind immediately goes to Kardashians or Kardashian-adjacent people, but that feels too easy to me. I know that Taylor Swift has been reassembling a version of her girl squad Mm -hmm. lately. So my mind also went there, but what is interesting to me is like this idea of like take us off the group chat like who's talking who's maybe sharing too much about themselves right now Mm -hmm. because taylor i wouldn't say lets us in on her group chat she just lets us see her from afar Mm -hmm. so i i mean one more clue one more clue uh, or I think if I tell you, okay, it's my mixtapes. My so, mixtapes. So it's like so a I would say related person. I would say I want you to think you're. I want you to think in a black space because it's okay. my mis- mixtapes. Okay, music related. Or yeah. Is or, it? I mean, I feel like people generally like these two, but is it Chloe and Halle Bailey? Okay, is that your final answer? That's where I'm going to go, but I feel like people do like them, so I'm not sure that they would be talked about this way. But that's what came into my mind, and that's what I'm going to answer. The final answer? Okay. (laughs) The article is, Jada Smith says she calls the Oscar slap the holy slap because it saved her marriage. So... (laughs) The, the, of course yes of, now that you hear it of course it's, it's will about and jada. will and jada smith <laughs> now i almost gave you the clue of a big event happened in march 2022 but i feel like that would have been so obvious yeah. that it was the slap yeah the, the slap heard around the world the biggest the, event of the year of the year really? no and, and <laughs> everything that your rationale and how you got there was accurate. You said it was someone is an oversaturated topic mm-hmm. that people are tired of hearing about. And who keeps asking her? Like your instincts are right on. I was just going to say, you got to think bigger. Than I, I, I had Haley. to think ri- much bigger. bigger. And blacker. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I just watched Halle Bailey and Rachel Zegler do their actors on actors. Vanity okay. Fair, And I was reading absolutely deranged comments on all of that. And so I knew that Halle, Hallie's boyfriend got in a fight on her behalf with a nail salon. Yeah, he sucks. And so I thought we don't uh, official. Yeah, official. Go touch Crass opinion. We don't like DDG. A lot of people don't, and we we will probably maybe that could be a good search history of like why the internet does not like DDG. Yeah, because. Halle Bailey is very sweet. Yeah, but she has a very sweet. People energy, feel bad for her because see. she got you know he's kind of she's at the peak of her career and she's with this like kind of loser guy who picks internet fights and is like whatever. I mean that's a whole thing. So that's, that's kind of where my discourse. mind was. Yeah, at, that's where your mind was at. Where the Bailey sisters kind of came into play, but it makes a lot more sense that it's Will and Jada. This isn't the fucking New York Times. This is headgum. We do have biases here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we, pra- you know, we w- live with those biases. I do agree that I know far too much about Will and Jada's 
sex life and general relationship. And that I've never sought that information out. Mm -hmm. It has just been imposed upon me by the algorithm. All right. So let's go to our second mini game. Wow. Okay. So the first one, there was a no. Yeah. No, I did lose the game. You did lose the game. So let's see how you (laughs) fare for this one. All right. So this okay. next game okay. uh, is, um, well, was this person admitted into Gag City? Okay, should we say yeah, we're what gonna is Gag City? What Gag City? Okay, of so course. if you don't know what Gag City is, in anticipation of the fifth studio album by Nicki Minaj titled Pink Friday 2, mm-hmm. her fans created an AI-generated city dubbed Gag City mm-hmm. And it's a celestial metropolis drenched in <laughs> Nicki Minaj's signature bubblegum pink. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to know more about Gag City and read related articles, sign up to our newsletter on Patreon because we talked about it in our last newsletter. But um, we all know that Nicki Minaj stands, a.k.a. the Barbs, are a shady bunch. So let's do a quick game on who their the standum decided was admitted in Gag City and why admitted in Gag City. It's they made an AI generated version of this celebrity or person mm-hmm. and have decided as a group, as a collective, this person is allowed in Gag City and this person is not allowed. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a celebrity, and you have to guess if they were admitted to Gag City. If the barbs specifically are gagged enough by the celebrity that this celebrity can be in Gag City. And bonus points if you can say why you think, you know, why, you know, your decision. My, yeah, why I... So first celebrity is Ariana Grande. Was she admitted into Gag City? I would say that Ariana Grande is admitted into Gag City because Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj are friends. That is correct. First answer correct. And what people are saying, fun fact, is that the Seven Rings music video was filmed in Gag City because the background and the set design of that music video specifically is all bubblegum pink. That is so true. That is so... And, you know, Ariana Grande is playing Glinda right now. Mm -hmm. That's a very pink... That's a very gagged role. Yeah. (laughs) People are gagged for her to Mm -hmm. play... uh, For her to play Glinda. So, yes. Okay. Second celebrity, Cardi B. Do you think Cardi B has been admitted into Gag City? Well, now that's a difficult question because I I feel that Cardi B deserves to be in a city Mm -hmm. called Gag City. But her history with Nicki Minaj is very fraught. And Mm -hmm. if Nicki Minaj is the overlord of Gag City, then I feel that Cardi B is not allowed in Gag City. Correct. Cardi mm-hmm. B is not allowed in Gag City due to the things that you said. <laughs> um, there's a very tragic AI-generated um, photo of the gates closing and Cardi's facing. Cardi standing outside the gates of Gag City. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, but at the end of the day, like, Nicki Minaj is the ruler of Gag City. And yeah. so as I I do feel like Cardi B gags me often. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not who needs to be gagged for yeah. you to be. It's not it's not my gag city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Nicki, Nicki Minaj's, Minaj's gag, gag city. city. Or gag city specifically is Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this celebrity Shakira was she in? Is she in Gag City? You know, admitted. Into? I don't know anything about Shakira's relationship with Nicki Minaj one way or another. But I would. I would like to live in a world where Shakira is allowed in Gag City, so I'm going to say that Shakira is in Gag City. 
The answer is yes. Shakira is Thank admitted God. into Gag City. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> um. So there you go. I mean, sometimes I feel like, again, this might be a fan projection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how the relationship, but in terms of what the fans think, they also live in a world where they think Shakira should be admitted into Gag City. I think that Shakira... Shakira obviously is a diva in like her own right, but I feel like she could live in a world where Nicki Minaj was the overlord and like be okay with that and yeah. just do her own thing. And so I feel like she could handle what is going on in Gag City. Okay. Number four is Jennifer Lopez, mm. J Lo. Was she admitted into Gag City? For the exact opposite reasons because I don't think that JLo could exist in a place where Nicki Minaj was the overlord. I feel that JLo would attempt to out gag. Start a coup. Yeah. I I feel that she would try to to take over gag city Mm -hmm. in her own right. I would say that she is not admitted into gag city. That was a trick question because the fans are divided on JLo's uh, wow. residence in Gag City. Some people say yes, some people say no. There is a uh, there is a photo of Jennifer Lopez in that green iconic Versace dress, mm-hmm. crying outside the gates, not admitted. And then there's some other ones where it says it says, "Oh yes, JLo and her mi gente Latino touchdown in Gag City." So again, JLo is admitted in Gag City, and she'd be wearing. Her um, Mi Gente Latino crop topped hot pink thing. So, again. So, fans are divided. It's, it's fans unclear are divided. as to whether or not JLo will be admitted into Gag City. I mean, my personal feeling is that I don't think that JLo can handle the hierarchy of Gag City. No, she would start a coup. Yeah, which is, you know, that Nicki Minaj is the ruler and that everything circles around Nicki Minaj and like. Obviously, everyone in Gag City is gagging everyone else, but Nicki Minaj must be the ultimate gag, and I do not think that J-Lo could handle a world in which she was not allowed to be the number one gag. So I think for her own safety, I would say that she should not be admitted into Gag City. City. Um, Okay, (laughs) this is the last uh, question. Okay. Katniss Everdeen. (laughs) Is Katniss Everdeen... Uh, okay. Admitted to Gag City, yes or no? Katniss Everdeen being the fictional uh, character, the, the fictional of savior, the League. Mockingjay. Uh, yeah, of, of, of um, the Hunger Games, the universe. Hunger Games universe. Which is this is actually top of mind for me because I just finished listening to all the Hunger Games audiobooks and Ballad of Songbirds and Snake's audiobook, and now I need to go see the movie. So, Katniss Everdeen, top of mind. You know, I think the thing about Katniss is that though she never seeks to gag anyone, mm-hmm. she's always gagging them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the girls mm-hmm. are always gagging for Katniss, mm-hmm. and she doesn't even know why. She's like, what? I just shot my arrow. So for that reason, and someone has to lead the army. Mm-hmm. Someone has to be in charge of you know, protecting Gag City. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I will say that Katniss Everdeen is allowed into Gag City. Well, Elise, you are correct. Thank God. Katniss Everdeen. And not specifically, I think you were also get bonus points because the tweet says Katniss Everdeen has been spotted in Gag City. Apparently, she's marching at the city gates, making sure Cardi B does not enter. <laughs> so, you know, I think, okay, you lost the first game. You won the second one. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a tie. It's yeah, a it's tie. a tie. So... You know, and to people saying that AI doesn't spark imagination, 
uh, that, you know, the young people now have no imagination, mm-hmm. um, you're wrong. Uh, and to people saying that Nicki Minaj fans are mentally ill, you <laughs> probably are correct. Uh, well, those were our two games. Amazing. Amazing. How do you feel about those games? I feel I feel great about them, and I really do feel great knowing that Katniss is protecting Gag City with mm-hmm. her bow because mm-hmm. uh, she really she's really a great hunter, mm-hmm. and she really knows how to like rally the people behind mm-hmm. her cause. And so I think with Katniss is at her at her side Nicki Minaj can really create kind of an incredible society and again go touch grass opinion like we love Cardi B I'm I want to send all my love and prayers to Cardi B because she's her and Offset are donezo uh so realize they yeah that's a Instagram live that she posted a few times you know she said 2024 I'm leaving all the dead weight behind wow so okay well that's a whole other discourse you know what Maybe first open invitation of the free feed, Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> Anytime Cardi you want to come on the podcast, Anytime Cardi B. Anytime you want to come to Headgum Studios to do a podcast yes. with me and We Elise. cannot pay you. We But won't. if you would like to for free come and talk to us. Listen, <laughs> I think it would be fun, Cardi. Yeah. I think it'd be I think fun. we would have a great time with Cardi. We'd have, And she'd have a great time with us and she would be like, hey, these, look at these two Latinas exactly. doing their things. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so yeah. So anyway, open invitation to Cardi, Cardi B. B. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so Elise, yes. Now we're getting into the discourse, <gasps> which is the main part of the show. Do you want to explain to the listeners what is the discourse? Okay. What listeners, is a discourse? Listeners, the discourse. It's our main segment on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the segment where we break down a trending topic, discussion, something that has got the internet really talking and debating. Mm-hmm. And we discuss it here. We break it down for you. We tell you what is the root of this discourse. What was the first post that prompted this discourse? Where has the discourse gone? Mm-hmm. of the time, it will end with backlash to the backlash. Backlash to the backlash. That's that's usually a huge component to discourse. I don't Mm -hmm. know if we're going there today, but Mm -hmm. this is our main segment of the podcast where we tell you what other people are saying to each other online. All right. And that's a great introduction to this main segment. And today I'm doing the discourse. So, you know, it's going to go somewhere cray cray. Uh, (laughs) No, I feel like that's not fair because at least bring some crazy shit. (laughs) Millie and I will switch off every week who is in charge of the discourse, who is in charge of the other segments. And then you, the listeners, will be able to kind of get a look into what each of our FYPs look like because they're very different. They're very different, and, but I would say equally deranged. Yeah, exactly. So um, the discourse I'm bringing you today is by Danielle Fairwings from Philadelphia okay. who uploaded this video one week ago that has now 2.1 million views. Ooh, uh, that's with, viral. That's viral. That's what we call viral. And the caption, just to get you in the right headspace, says... Rejected by a matchmaker. I guess dating is just that hopeless in 2023. Maybe dating won't suck in 2024. Okay. So let's watch. You got mail. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not gonna happen at this time of year Mm -mm. or any time of year 
And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high quality cuts, 100% grass fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was I, my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality yeah. cut of steak that you can tell, like, it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like, sometimes you have to over-season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good. But the marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. Yeah. It was great. The bacon's really good, too. Like, thick, yeah. good, Yeah, and you don't have nice to go to bacon. the grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genuinely... Really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. And it won't cost you a fortune. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back. Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash touchgrass120, code touchgrass120. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline was rejected by a matchmaker this week. You wouldn't be able to work with me. When we met, I told her what I was looking for and told her a lot about me. And I tried to highlight some of my core qualities, including the fact that I'm very, very type A organized. I like to be the leader. I told her the types of things that I like doing. I also told her I was looking for a man who was also a leader because I don't want to always be the leader, believe it or not. I told her I was looking for someone that was at or above the same income level as me, driven, who is ambitious, who is ready for a long-term relationship and ready to get married. She may have actually picked up on the fact that I'm a little high-strung. I'm not like a stressed out or anxious person. I'm just high energy or type A. This is who I am. And she was asking me, do I meditate? No. Do I journal? No. Do anything woo? And I said, no. So in fact, I'm not even on the same planet as woo. When talking about what I didn't like, 
in a man, I said I could never really be with a beta type man. I specifically used the word doormat. I said, I would chew them up and spit them out. And her response was, well, I married that type of man. He was saying that, you know, men really like a soft woman and I should try some of these vision board, journaling, meditating type of things. Would never be that type of person. She also said that she could sense I had some walls up, which of course I'm coming to meet a woman who I'm asking to find my future husband at the rate of several thousand dollars. I, of course, am gonna be here really just trying to interview you, my dear friend, because I wanna know if I'm gonna get my money's worth with you. So of course I'm gonna have some walls up. I also think it's perfectly normal to have some walls up when you are meeting someone for the very first time and who also had not taken the time to do her own research on me by stalking me on the internet. She definitely didn't have time because she asked for my socials more than one hour before our meeting. So I asked her if she thought I would be ready for her services, her response, she essentially said that I am not ready for her type of services because I have too much work to do. My walls are too high and I'm not ready for a long-term committed relationship at the ripe age of 38 where I've been in therapy for 10 plus years. She also said that I, she's too woo for me, which I can accept that, that's fine. However, I shouldn't need to be a woo type person to be worthy of love. She also said that I need to soften a little bit and men like a softer woman. Essentially, I spent $350 to meet with this woman, have her tell me I am not worthy of love as I am, but the fact that I need to change in order to be worthy of love and partnership which honestly, I think for that reason alone, she should have her matchmaking license taken away because we shouldn't be pushing on these narratives that people are not worthy as they are and essentially telling women that they, the type of woman they are isn't worthy of love. That is a narrative that should not be given to anyone or it is dangerous commentary. And the fact that she said this to my face had some audacity. Well, we're celebrating my 38th birthday tonight and we are gonna wash all of what she said aside. I am so excited. And we're gonna believe that no matter the type of woman you are, love is out there for you. We are not gonna listen to this toxic narrative. It's rejected. Wow, okay. Wow. I so, feel so Elise? torn in many different directions by what was just expressed in this video. Yeah, so, I mean, what what is helpful do you want to unpack this or yeah. do you want to talk about the internet's response can we take a minute to unpack okay before we hear the, uh, we what hear people what, say what the consensus is so elise do you think that well what do you think first of all uh also to provide a visual danielle was doing her makeup the entire yeah. time um like she was doing she was saying this video as she was doing her makeup. Yes, getting ready. Getting ready. Um, and I think the makeup looked great. Yeah. She knows what she's... She's very pretty. She's, she's very pretty. Attractive she's woman. an attractive woman. And she knows what looks good on her. Like, all the decisions were good. Um, and, yeah, so I'm going to say, what do you think of Danielle first? And then I'm going to ask, do you think the matchmaker deserves to get her license taken away? Well, okay. So one question I have is, are matchmakers licensed? <laughs> I know. That, that's what I'm thinking. I wonder. Is, like, is that a licensed situation, number one? Or is it just like you can kind of, like a life coach, like you can just kind of become one? I thought and I think that it is more like a life coach 
there has to be some kind of certification or something that like allows you to ethically like matchmake or something. But I just don't think that. I think there's probably a certificate. Like, I wonder if we could become certified podcasters. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's like you could probably get, or like in the way that like a social media manager, like you can probably get some certification yeah. and stuff, but you don't need a fucking license to do it. But if you get some kind of, formal training you might be like a little bit more legit than you know but yeah. like i don't think there's something that you can take it's not like being a doctor right i feel like maybe the ones that are tied to like a religious or cultural community there might be some kind maybe. of like actual designation of some kind but anyway what do i think of op here she definitely seems intense mm-hmm. i think anyone who says they're type a more than one time in the span of a very short, like, three-minute <laughs> video. I'm getting intense energy off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, this is to preface that I would say to many people, me and you are both very type A. Yes. I would, I, that's the thing is, like, do I identify as type A personally? Yes. yes. <laughs> but I do think there's a difference when people who lead with I am type A and yeah. that's, like, core to their persona and understanding of themselves. And I think it's different when somebody it's to me, it's a similar thread of like when someone's like, I just tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm very blunt versus like someone who's like, yeah, I'm very honest and transparent about my feelings. But it's like when people say, I tell it like it is, I'm blunt, I'm honest. It's like, Oh no, you just lack like social decorum. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're mean like to your mean, friends. <laughs> and you're mean. Like, so it's the same thing of like, there are some people who prefer to, in the way of like, prefer to have things planned out and whatever, versus like, I'm type A. I'm going to be a huge bitch and you're yeah. just going to have to fucking, you know? I'm type A and I'm going to ruin this vacation. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, like, exactly. That's kind of the vibe that I am definitely getting. But also, I feel that if you are a matchmaker, Mm-hmm. You should be. A, I feel that probably a lot of Type A people are coming to you. I'm someone. I watched all of Indian Matchmaker. Okay. And this is kind of a thing that happens on Indian Matchmaker as well. Is someone will come in and they'll say, "I'm Type A. I have really hard qualifications for the people that I'm looking for. Maybe they're not like compromising on those qualifications." Or whatever, they're, especially when it's something like he's got to be making more money than me. He's got to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's got to be, you know, educated to this degree. He's got to be this tall. Like, yeah. If you come in with a lot of pre qualifications, I understand that why a matchmaker would be like, I need you to be able to give and take. Again, this happens all the time on Indian matchmakers. So yeah, I think that. Um... I mean, you know, before we get into the response, personally, just hearing her, her th- the things that she wants, right? She's like, I want to be able to lead, but I also want someone who also wants to lead. I want, like, I'm very successful, whatever, and I want someone who's even more successful. And I'm just like, to me, it does sound like this kind of conflict of what you want it's like i don't want a doormat or a beta male which also mm-hmm. like first of all those descriptions aren't fucking great yeah and second of all it's like it's the way it's the same thing that i hear from men which you hear you see and hear that all the time on um 90 day fiance or, or just in general on the internet 
this whole discussion of I want a subservient woman who, who's going to stay at home with the kids and and clean the house and cook dinner and all that stuff and also split the bills half and half. And it's like, yeah, it's, those it's, things do not go to those. That's not a realistic expectation. If you want someone that's going to fucking clean your whole house and have everything ready for you, then you're going to have to bring in 100% of the money. Like, and then it's like, yeah, if you want someone who's going to let you lead and all this bullshit that's kind of sexist and patriarchal and all that stuff, then, you know, it might be someone who's a little less like, um, you know, that's looking for someone that, you know, because we're attracted also to our opposites. Yeah. It's not about like beta or whatever, but it's like there are people, you know, I, I get that too. Like also as a type A is like, I hate saying type, but you know, like as someone who is more forward thinking and a planner, like, yeah, there is, um, a kind of a a guy who's more relaxed and doesn't put any effort into anything or planning or following through and stuff like, yeah, that's not attractive to me, but I guess there's a difference and stuff, but you have to like make concessions. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing is that I do feel like her energy from this is giving like, I'm going to be a difficult client because I want some contradictory things. And I'm also not going to yield on any of those contradictory things. But in our OP's defense, I think as a professional matchmaker, you should be able to match type A people and figure out, you know, how to, uh, finesse someone into maybe yielding on certain things which on Indian matchmaker always happens and um I also think if like being someone who wants to like meditate and make vision boards and stuff is integral to like your process and being and having someone as your client I do think that you should lead with that before they pay you $350 to meet. Like, I feel like you should say, Mike, the way I work with clients requires some of this, as this person would describe woo-woo stuff. I don't think meditating is woo-woo. Or, woo. or like, <laughs> I think that even the person, you know, again, before we get into feedback, it's like, I, I think the matchmaker tried to give honest feedback, and it's like, yeah, like, there's woo woo stuff and then like she was just saying journaling and vision boards so um which isn't which goes into my next discussion question Mm -hmm. and it's like i think something that she said again before we get into any of the response i want to just take danielle's words and respond to her things um it's important for me and you to declare our residency on Planet Woo. Yes. Danielle was very, very clear that she is not... Woo is not anywhere near the planet that she resides in. She's not interested in traveling to that planet even for a small amount of time. So, again, exactly. So, if Woo was a nation, at least what would your citizenship status be? Oh, I'm a citizen mm-hmm. of Planet Woo. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, 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 listen, I've got a little like wooden board that has a symbol on it that I put crystals on and I say affirmations and ring a bell every Mm -hmm. morning. I am a citizen of planet Wu. Mm -hmm. Natural born. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that I'm definitely a citizen. Um, 
I would say I'm a I'm an engaged voter in Planet Wu. Like yeah, wow. I'm an engaged because again I'm Buddhist. <laughs> I get their tarot readings one to three times a year. I do think that there are some. If we're saying Wu as a nation, there are some deep like that goes so deep into yeah. like people who send their asshole for like vitamin D. Like there is things that we, me and you won't. No, do. yeah, like, I'm not the president. No, you're not. I'm not, not the in the administration. You're not. You don't have an active role in government. No, you're just not a, at all. A citizen, and you vote, and whatever. Yeah, and, I reliably and I like vote. Maybe not always in the midterm, though. No, no, yeah. No, you're not voting for primary and maybe not local elections. Yeah. But, but you're voting for, for general elections. Like, you're kind of, you're an active citizen, you're engaged, but you're not You're not going to Burning Man. No, no, I'm not going to Burning Man. And you're not... Um, um, mainly because I'm allergic to dust, though. Okay. And I just don't think that, I don't think that would be a safe place for me to be because I have heard it's kind of mostly dust. Well, not not 2023. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. a dis- put a that pin in mostly, that discourse. Yeah, that was mostly mud, but yeah, that's a whole <laughs> other episode. Okay, so let's hear about some of the feedback. Yeah, I would be interested that. to see how this was received. Not well. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously there was some sexist takes that we hate. Um, but you know, the, th- the thing about sexism, racism, you don't need to give them much to, for people like, no, people will, t- will latch on anything to fucking say that anyway. But some people were like, uh, this is why you're seeing what 38 and other hateful shit. We hate that. But that was some of the discourse. Of course. Some of the comments were on a lot of the comments were on the matchmaker side, ranging from things like. Some people just aren't worthy of love, which I feel like is a kind of mean comment. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's like, I don't know if... I also do feel like for her to say that the matchmaker was telling her was unworthy of love, I don't think that's what she was saying. I I think the matchmaker was saying... You're not a fit for me. For, yeah, you're not a fit for my process and my way of doing things. And also, I can tell from this meeting that this is you're gonna not going to be, an annoying be client, a fruitful relationship. Which we're going to hear. Well, let's put a pin on that. Um, but some people, a lot of people in the comments were like, wow, even the matchmaker has red flags with you. And it's like, if the met, or a lot of people are like, the call's coming from the house, inside the house, sweetie. Um, and then other people were like, beta men's are the beta men are the ones that are attracted to your energy so why would you whatever um but what was interesting about this is that it got a lot of responses from people in the matchmaker community like actually actual matchmakers so um one of my favorite responses was from at midwest matchmaker wow (laughs) um and she said you know specifically just because, you know, just the same thing that you said, just because a matchmaker sees you as not a fit for their services doesn't mean you're not worthy of love. And also what a lot of people were saying in the comments of Danielle's original TikTok was that that's not even the matchmaker never said that. That's a Danielle's projection. Yeah. The matchmaker was like, I don't think you're ready for the services I have to offer. Another point that people were saying in the comments before I get to what the matchmaker said is that when a matchmaker, a matchmaker has male clientele too that are like, so she has to also think about what's good for her clientele, not just, you know, so it's like a balance. Yeah, like that's what I was kind of thinking is she should probably seek out a matchmaker whose male clientele are kind of like high level, big money Mm -hmm. businessmen type. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder how much research she did into 
what types of clients this matchmaker works with in general. And, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say here nor there about like every single successful, but I'm just also like, I feel like a very successful high, high level businessman they, you know, my understanding is they kind of want someone that's at their whim and that'll follow them around and like whatever, not not necessarily somebody who has their own shit going. Sometimes they want, you know, it's it's a little more challenging. So. Yeah. And also just this this alpha beta mentality is so toxic and it's probably part of the reason why she's having trouble in her dating life, not to diagnose our OP, but... Mm -hmm. Like, just because a guy isn't super into, like, aggressively planning stuff doesn't mean he's, quote-unquote, a beta guy. It's like, just not, It yeah. seems interesting. I'm like, do you want a guy who's going to fight with you on everything? I know, because like, I'm like, this is, want? like, the premise of, like, not a good, long-lasting relationship if you're already, like, I want him to let me lead, but I also don't want to lead all the time. But I, Which I get. You know, I totally understand that. But it's, like, just the way that she's framing it. Yeah. So I just feel like in my relationship, we take the lead on different things that it come more naturally to one or the other of us. And it's a give and take. Like sometimes, I don't know, I cede certain things to my husband, Danny, because he cares about them more. And then he cedes certain things to me because I care about them more and I'm more motivated to like when it comes to like planning a trip or whatever, that's some shit that I love to do. Mm -hmm. So I usually take that. Mm -hmm. stuff on and then there's other stuff around the house with our animals and all of that yeah. shit that like that is he is motivated to do that so it's a give and take situation it's not like someone's purely like alpha all the time or beta all the time so i feel like that's just not yeah just that mentality alone is not a good way to be thinking about your potential partners that they are either an alpha or a beta and that's what a lot of uh, that's like a criticism that a lot of people had about danielle is that like we have made every kind of personality into this gendered thing mm -hmm. that really doesn't have to be gendered. And it's a dichotomy when it doesn't have to be a dichot like it does it's not black and white yeah. of like that. You know what well, I mean? It's, yeah, it's interesting that she's has those views when like so much of modern society is stepping away from gender you know what i mean and like rediscovering what does it mean like gender wise and all this stuff and exploration and like I mean, that's always existed, but especially now as those discussions happen and like, what does it mean to be non-binary and all this stuff? Like, it's so interesting that some people are reverting back. Um, okay. Very trad wife, which is Very another discourse. Oh, so, no, hey, discourse. we'll put a pin in that discourse. Put a pin more in that discourse. Okay. <laughs> so the matchmaker at Midwest Matchmaker basically said, if you're type A, you might not want to or have a hard time relinquishing control. And that's kind of the entire premise of matchmaking. Like, it's like, of course, you know, you want somebody who or yeah, you want to be involved. Like it is the most important decision of your life, who you're going to, you know, and also like marriage is a legally binding, like yeah. merger of two people, you know, and families and shit like it's important. But if you're giving like the matchmaking service, like the premise of it is that you're putting it else in someone's hand. So it makes if you're like micromanaging type A, like it's kind of defeating the purpose of. Yeah. Because you have to let them set you up with somebody. Yes. And so that's point one. Point two, 
that I think is really interesting is that Midwest Matchmaker says the art of matchmaking is kind of woo woo. It's like, you know, there are personality quizzes and, and algorithms, but from the beginning of time and many, many, many centuries and many cultures, as seen in Indian Matchmaker, mm-hmm. it is ultimately an intuition based art like there and she was just sharing cases of like you can just feel when these two people you know and it is kind of like a by chance and it's also like a not measure you know not measurable indescribable thing well yeah think about how we talk about what a romantic connection is it's a spark it's chemistry it's like it's not about just looking at two pieces of paper and being like oh these two people fit each other's yeah. criteria and so it's going to work it's also about that je ne sais quoi exactly. type situation and that is woo and you have to yeah. believe in it and whatever so if love you're is like, woo yeah love is woo <laughs> you know and i think like um which somebody you know one of the comments was like you're viewing dating as a business project by coming with a requisite che- checklist which might not be the best way to go about finding love uh, which is interesting because it's not a business project. It's not like, okay, we need to hit these checkpoints it's, again. It's like, which is why it's really hard and you want to probably hire someone to fucking do it for you because it's annoying. Um, but yeah, you have to kind of give and take. Right. You have to have standards for dating, but I feel like you also have to have the door a little bit open on certain things. Like, again, to be like, he has to make more money than me. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you meet a guy who's employed, he cares about his job, he's really passionate about it, he's he's already working hard, but he doesn't make more money than you, Mm -hmm. are you really going to close the door on that relationship? If what you actually want is just to make sure that somebody is driven and passionate, that person is. They're just not making as much money as you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So finally, um, you know, I think what the what the matchmaker and matchmaking community had a a hard time with was a thing of like, yeah, I need to be getting my money's worth. And I need to like, of course, if I'm paying all this money and I'm investing, like I need to make sure. And it's like, that's a hard thing to so it's like if you don't find your or this person doesn't find your husband then you know it's like a hard thing to have like measure and like you know she talked about um she taught you know i think the matchmaker midwest matchmaker compared uh kind of matchmaking to like something that danielle had mentioned in one of her earlier videos about the egg retrieval process and Mm -hmm. it's like you're paying to freeze your eggs and retrieve them and all this stuff in hopes of one day having a baby like you're paying all that money and you're investing into something but it may or may not have the thing but it's like you're making those actions and those steps to you're paying for the help kind of you're not paying you can't actually guarantee the result and especially if you're not really willing to do the ladies process which I do think that I I would have to see this matchmaker's materials I don't know I think maybe she could have been more upfront about like my process involves meditating and journaling and whatever and maybe this woman wouldn't have met with her but at the same time if the matchmaker is like my process involves meditating and journaling and vision boarding. And you're like, no, I will not do that. Then, yeah, you're not going to 
be a fit with this person and you wouldn't get your money's worth if she took you on because you're not doing the process. Yeah, I kind of feel like I don't know if she personally I'm like, I don't know if the matchmaker necessarily had to be like you have to meditate a vision board. But I'm what I'm kind of getting to or like I guess the, the gaps that I'm feeling is that when the matchmaker met this woman with intense energy, you know, she's asking if she does any kind of exercises or things that allow her to reflect because that's what journaling yeah. is. That's what meditation is. Um, that's what vision boarding is, is just a vehicle or a way for you to outside of therapy, but really ask yourself, like, what do I really want in for the next year? Or what, how was my day going? Or how could I whatever, and like have these vehicles and stuff. And like, you know, even though she has a therapist, like, that doesn't necessarily translate to th those things. So I don't know, I don't feel like, well, first, it's like, she might be woo too woo woo. And there is that like, there's that fix. But I'm also like, I'm also hearing somebody that's not really like, trying to um reflect on themselves or do anything to better you know so. yeah because it's part of the process i imagine requires you to be like what are my strengths and weaknesses what are my shortcomings what are things that i've struggled with in a relationship and if you can't be honest about that stuff about yourself then i imagine the process is not really going to work yeah so final thoughts on this Final thoughts on this. You know, I do hope that Danielle finds love. Yes. I think that she is. I don't think she's unworthy of love. I don't think anyone's saying that no. except for that one commenter that was very weird. Yeah. Okay. But the commenter said some people are not worthy of love. <laughs> I don't know if that was directed at her, but also people on the internet are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Danielle, don't listen to that. Yeah. I also don't think that's what the matchmaker said to you. So yeah. You, as she said, we're releasing everything the matchmaker said. I don't think you should release everything. I think you should maybe think about some of what the yeah. matchmaker indicated <laughs> to you. Keep some. Don't release all of it. Don't release all of it, but you are worthy of love. Yes. And maybe, maybe crack open a journal. Maybe try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, journal, Maybe please. try it. Yes. I love a journal. We love a journal. Maybe, yeah, maybe meditate. Yeah, maybe, maybe get, maybe just a tourist visa to the planet of Wu. Yeah, go visit. About. Go you might study like abroad. It. You might exactly, like it. Exactly, exactly. Start with like a weekend trip. Mm -hmm. See if it's for you. Yeah, and I think that one of the most um, helpful books that I've read, you know, as a single person, um, last year I read this book, the fucking title is terrible. It's How Not to Die Alone, which is like, but basically they talk about indicators of a successful relationship, right? And it, it was just a good like mind frame of like, yeah, like things like how much money some, someone makes or how tall they are or all these things like, or even age, barring like big age gaps. They're not indicators of, uh, what's going to make a relationship successful like the things you should be looking for is like how do they solve problems how do they make you feel how do you f like how do what do they bring out in you like how you know what i mean like yeah. how like when they're encountered with an obstacle what is their attitude about that because if it it's not compatible with yours like that's gonna have a whole lot like in the long term versus like a guy who's five six or five seven versus six five like a guy being six five doesn't generally gen 
like doesn't actually mean that he's gonna it's gonna be a long lasting good relationship for you yeah you can have a guy who's six five that literally treats you like shit and you don't want to be around and your friends hate yeah um and he can't even hear what you're saying because he's all the way, all up, way there. up there he's not so. listening he's not listening to you he's all the way up there exactly so <laughs> that's kind of the, the thing too was like hearing that not necessarily like you know change your standards or you don't have to have standards but it's more like you know what is and i mean i think that's what probably vision board and whatever it's like what kind of relationship are you looking for is it just like this thing that looks good in pictures but it's not whatever so yeah yeah it's i again it's like you can have standards and things that you like and you would ideally want but i feel like for a lot of them you have to leave the door open, open. for someone to maybe be a little bit different than what you had thought and there we go and that's that and i'm married <laughs> and i'm married so i know i dropped my ear <laughs> All right, should we move on to our next segment? I think should we should. Should I take over the tablet? You should take over the tablet. All right, guys, this next segment, we are very excited. This is, if you have been a Patreon listener, this is a new segment for you. And if you're not a Patreon listener, it's also Go, a new segment. Yeah. Everything's, everything's brand spanking new for you. This is our segment, Cursed Content, yes. where we discuss content that, that is, is cursed, cursed. Uh, <laughs> a.k.a. bad, a.k.a. reveals something deeply troubling about the world in which we all live. Yeah. So <laughs> today's cursed content, of course, is former New York representative George Santos's cameo <laughs> account. So um, at least what is cameo for anyone who doesn't know? Cameo is a website where you can pay. B to D to E list celebrities mm -hmm. to basically kind of say whatever you to want. To send video messages. Yeah, to, they'll make yeah. a video message kind of saying whatever you want. You can pay. Uh, uh, when my husband and I got married, our friends sent us one from Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray mm -hmm. uh, and him congratulating us on our wedding. Um my I, husband says the word wild style a lot. That's kind of his catchphrase. Mark McGrath said it probably upwards of 10 times in this cameo. And we were delighted by yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a fun, like um, Kevin from The Office. Yes. Uh, he makes about a million dollars a year from cameos. There's uh, a number of cast members from the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. The biggest one being Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy, and then mm -hmm. some other lesser that no one's lesser, but, you know, yeah, some more yeah. minor cast members, you can get them to say, you know, you're a wizard or whatever you yeah, want yeah, to yeah. tell you, et cetera. But so fresh off being ousted from Congress, George Santos, fresh, of course, like last week. was recently expelled from the House of Representatives. He is currently facing 23 felony counts for misusing campaign funds and all of the shady shit that, what he, did he use them for? These are my favorite. He used his campaign funds for Botox, Botox. Uh, Hermes bags. He used them at Sephora, Sephora. and he used it on OnlyFans. Only uh, even though he had previously done an interview uh, where there's like a whatever like news interview with him where they're like, "Do you know what OnlyFans is?" and he says, "No." Yeah. So I mean, very funny. Anyway. So he's expelled from Congress, mm -hmm. right? Uh, he immediately gets on Cameo which is classic. Uh, Price 
So his original cameo, as it started at $75, he's up to $500 a cameo now. Because the cheaper you charge, the more people will do. And then probably as demand goes up, you probably don't want to be doing fucking 500 Because a lot of people got cameos. I mean, them. well, this I honestly think is the mo- the smartest and most legitimate business enterprise we've seen him engage in. Because well, he, he has to pr- deliver the product. It's yeah, not well, like a veteran with a sick dog that yeah, he yeah that he can never pretend. yeah never give money to which if you don't know that look that up but he so he started at 75 dollars. some of the cameos start going viral and now he can up his price to 500 dollars because people are paying george santos to say stuff like this so i'm gonna play kind of my two favorites i guess there is no such thing as diva down Okay, it's always diva up. So please continue to slay and continue to have a great career and do all the wonderful things you do. And I don't know about if I'll ever be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Not sure that that's kind of my speed, but you always slay. So I want you girls to keep serving it up. You're gonna write it like it's your bitch because you are going to slay the Boots House down next year. Because you're just going to give him the charisma, unique nerve, and talent, as RuPaul always says. And you're going to go and do great things. No diva downs nonsense. There is no... He also appears to be in a cab doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's in the back of a cab. Uh, and then that's remote work, baby. That is remote work. And what does diva down mean specifically? Diva down specifically means like... I guess like the diva we've, is yeah. down. Or we've lost a diva. <laughs> we've lost a diva. diva but he's is, saying yeah, that. So people, a lot of people tweeted diva down when George Santos got expelled. So that was but like he's really saying, true. But he's saying there's no such thing as diva down. And honestly, I think this does prove it because he's making more money on these cameos. Probably. Than, so, you know, you can pay George Santos kind of $500 to say like slay mama or whatever. Like, like yeah, happy kind birthday at least. Slay mama. And just like a random string of like, gay slang yeah uh but also here's another one that i think so this one people have now it's kind of escalated to now people are just kind of trying to get him to say crazy shit yeah so i don't even think this one is i don't think real but they paid him to say it so hey Heath, george santos here i'm so proud of you for coming out as a furry and i just wanted to tell you that you're Friends and family all accept you. And they're all excited about your fursona, which is uh, awesome to be a beaver puss, a beaver and a platter puss. So let me tell you, uh, they all love you, beaver puss. Don't you ever get your head down and don't you ever, ever let anybody tell you what you can and can't be. I'm so proud that the corporate folks at Arby's gave you the go ahead oh to go God. to work in your persona. <laughs> so if you could just, you know, live it up and be as perfect as you want, just keep doing you and yiff, yiff, yiff. Bye. Oh my God. <laughs> so, I oh mean, my, God. my hot take will be I don't think that whoever received that cameo recently came out as a furry no, and has no, a no, first no, 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 no. <laughs> I think that someone paid George Santos to yeah. say all that stuff. And as a comedian, I do, um, I don't actually appreciate George Santos people writing scripts for him to be actually funny in any no, way. Yeah. Uh, so I guess 
And sure. also, like, why is this cursed, at least? Because I have my own thoughts, but I want to hear yours. So and that's I don't know kind of where I think it's cursed because at the end of the day, we are paying someone who was expelled from Congress $500 a cameo mm -hmm. and giving him a lot of money towards his legal... Yeah. <laughs> I imagine some of this money is going to go to his lawyers, though. Some of it might go to get more Botox and filler and I mean, whatever. I think he looked great in that, but the lips are a little crazy. The but... lips are a little crazy, and he's starting to get that thing where like, his um, speech is affected by the yeah. lips. Like I like I think yeah. you, he has filler voice yeah. now. So that's you know I guess that was kind of the question I came to is like, is it ethical to pay five hundred dollars to get George Santos to tell your friend, uh congratulations on your first sona, girly slay? Well, to me, I feel like I have I have moral problems with it because he was a Republican congressman who said some pretty transphobic, um, homophobic things like I race, like racist, like terrible shit. And like, I feel like now that he was, a, which I mean, it's kind of I mean, this is just like textbook Republican shit where it's like, you know, they will let any white man or woman get away with anything and not expel them but a latino person they're <laughs> oh, like so oh you're yeah. on the side of latino <laughs> latino trump they, supporters yeah <laughs> yeah well i'm just also like wow like people like like people tell me to like all these people have said crazy things like i don't know i feel like misusing campaign funds is really fucking bad right i feel like supporting insurrectionists are also bad i feel like making violent threats to your co-workers is also bad i feel like texting 17 year olds for sex and paying them on venmo mm. is also bad beating mm. your wife is bad all these things are bad but none of those people are, have been expelled well that was santos's parting message that's what that santos's was... <laughs> parting message was was that whatever so it's like there's that aspect of like fuck you republican whatever and then the other thing was like you fucking jumped on, you know, George Santos jumped on this boat, whatever. And now everyone's kikiing and ha haing. This man actually like did harm. Like, you know, he was elected in some crazy things. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't feel great about it. It's cursed because it's like, it's funny and all this stuff. And like, I don't know. I feel, I feel weird about it. It is. Yeah. I, I want to celebrate this guy. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, at the end of the day, George Santos was never very powerful in Congress, no, yes. which was why I never had like huge, I, I never had big feelings about like the ironic standing of him yeah. or whatever. If he was doing cameos while he was in Congress and people were giving him money, that I would be like, that's, that's not, not good. Cool. Now that he's out, I guess if you want to spend $500 of your own money to give this very uh, clear criminal. Yeah your money that's fine like, you whatever. can but i say that it's cursed content because just the entire persona of george santos the fact that he got elected in a democrat like like usually a democratically held seat that he was able to get elected even though he had lied about literally everything and if one person had ever checked his resume at all 
this yeah, could the entire situation could have been avoided. The fact that he honestly lasted as long as he did yeah. with all of the lies that he had told, like it really did actually take them a long time to remove him. Yeah. He was able to vote on legislation. Yeah, and that's what he I was, mean. He was there through the whole crazy speaker debacle, and then now for him to just immediately pivot to cameo and be being like, "Gag City girlfriend slay." There's I know. no such thing as diva Dan. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Like, I just can't. Persona. (laughs) It's it's cursed. Yeah. I don't know where, like, ethically, morally, whatever. I think he's probably going to jail. So if you want to give this guy money for the commissary, basically, then that's what you're doing. But it is cursed. It's cursed. It's cursed. It's cursed. And you know what? I think that's it's important for you to share the reality of living on this planet and... Every day I want to go live in Gag City or Planet Wu. Uh, this would not be happening in Gag City. This would not be happening this in Gag City. This would not be happening in Gag City. Or Planet Wu, honestly. Or Planet Wu. You're so right. Mm-hmm. But we're here. But we're and here And so we have Earth. this content. And it is cursed. And you know what? I know, listen, here on Go Touch Grass, we hate Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump sucks. No, but, closed invitation. Closed you are inv- never no, to be never, on the podcast. Never. But, but he said, America's going to hell. And I really do believe that. And that was probably the most honest thing he's ever said. I think we th- just think it for different reasons. Yeah, we have different thinking, criteria. Yeah. He thinks America's going to hell because... He's kind of central to my reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the reason why I think we're going to hell. His reason is because uh, trans people can um, go and live... Use the restroom. Yeah, use the restroom <laughs> and like live normal lives. In some states, and they like, can use the restroom. Yeah, in some states, they can use the restroom without anyone harassing them. And that's why America's going to hell. Yeah, and also like that he lost every- Whatever. Anyway, I don't put, yeah. put a pin that's, in Trump discourse. That's a whole, that's other, a whole other, other discourse <laughs> for a different fucking day. All right, Elise. And let's wrap this up with our final segment. Grasshole of the, the week. week. Everyone, okay, so Grasshole of the Week. This is our weekly segment where we declare one person on the internet who needs to touch grass the most. So this person, this can be a person who's good. This can be a person who's bad. This can be a person who's morally neutral. Chaotic neutral. Exactly. The only criteria is that they are in critical need of logging, logging off. off and going outside and having a real conversation with a human being. Yes. And they, they simply must close their laptop, mm-hmm. put their phone on Do Not Disturb, mm-hmm. and walk outside of the house. Yeah. It's very important. Touch a leaf. Exactly. And this week's grass hole is none other than <gasps> Selena Gomez. Whoa. I know. I And so I would say, you know, not I, I maybe chaotically neutral to good mm-hmm. person, but she does need to touch grass quite badly. So here's what's been going on. So last week, Selena Gomez hard launched her new boyfriend, the music producer Benny Blanco, mm-hmm. and has. And since- what does hard launch mean? Because there are oh, people- that's important. Listen, there are people who who have no idea of the internet, and we want this to be for them too. What does it mean to hard launch a new person? Hard launch is to publicly declare on social media, usually with a picture of the two of you looking cozy and romantic, that you are dating someone. Yeah, as opposed to a soft launch, which is like more of like, 
you're doing a photo carousel and in the ninth photo someone's shoulder yeah. is in it. Or you post a story and they're walking in front of you mm-hmm. or whatever and it's like what could it mean? Yeah, or we like you post a, a a love song like just a song on your story and it's like thinking of him today or yeah, thinking, yeah it's there, of there, today. soft launch is like where it's, it's implied, implied that maybe you could be dating someone an eagle-eyed watcher of yeah. your social media would say maybe she's dating that person yeah. maybe they're together but yeah. a hard launch is like an official declaration yes. online that you are dating so and i would say it's a 2023 equivalent of a facebook official from like yes. 2000 and 13, 12, like that kind of lingo, FBO. You're so right. It is like the current equivalent of making something Facebook official. Yes. Which was a crazy time that that was ever done and that some people in, I know people who genuinely put it's complicated on Facebook back in the day. And that, (sighs) that is true chaos. I I love that. (laughs) I I love saying to everybody, we're fucking and we don't know yeah, what's going to happen. We're working on it. Listen. <laughs> we are fucking and fighting. Yes. And you need to know. Yes. <laughs> and I want my aunt to know. And my, and and my cousin <laughs> and an, a, a relative that I never met before that's following. Yeah, yeah I exactly. I want the per- this person I went to camp with in fifth grade to yeah. know. Like, I, I do. I, I would actually love to bring that chaos back yeah. if someone wants to find it's a way. It's still there. It's still there. You're just not there. But let me tell you. The chaos is on Facebook, and that'll be a whole other segment. Yeah, uh, well, uh, my mom was just telling me I had brunch with her about the Facebook group she's in that's just called We Are Italian, and oh, she says yes. it's fighting every. They're fighting over recipes about sauce. It's she said it's a, a very combative group. Uh, so. I mean, I'm not gonna neither confirm nor deny any stereotypes about Italian people or Italian Americans. Uh, I'm just saying they're fighting on Facebook. They're just fighting on they're Facebook. Fa- they're fighting yeah. on Facebook. Over <laughs> pasta sauce? Like, yeah. That's not. Over whether you call it sauce or gravy. It's a whole it's thing. It's a whole anyway, thing. Okay. Back to Selena Gomez. So <laughs> it is very important to note that Selena Gomez is the third most followed person and most followed woman on Instagram with 429 million followers. And I did want to say, Millie, can you guess who the two most followed people on Instagram are? I kind of this is a trick question because you know I I I put the Selena Gomez thing on on the newsletter so I do know the two most um and it is two soccer stars yes. number one is Cristian Ronaldo and then yep. there's Lionel Messi wonderful and then do you know who number four and five most followed people are so who's directly under Selena and who's directly under that so this is hard Kylie Jenner yep, correct and. When you hear it, you're going to say, of course it is. Taylor Swift? The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) Okay. You know what? I believe it because, I don't know. I'm like, maybe The Rock has more international appeal. I think so because he is. The Rock, wow. I mean, Taylor Swift has international appeal, but The Rock, you know. I feel like the movies, and also I'm like, I feel like The Rock's content's weird. Like, he's eating, like, 10 eggs for breakfast and shit. But he's like, posting. And I do feel like Taylor Swift doesn't, doesn't really post. post yeah, you're like right. Like that. Right. So well, he is posting. Selena posts, as so, we and, say. And, so, and someone's going to post through it. And she needs to maybe post less. So yeah. basically, this all began one week ago when the Instagram account Pop Factions shared a post about the couple saying Selena Gomez seemingly confirms that she is in a relationship and 
Selena Gomez commented facts. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so she, <laughs> there's no seemingly anymore. Yeah, it is facts. She confirms that she's in a relationship with Benny Blanco. And okay, so this post also from Pop Factions, it was a carousel. And the carousel was, first post, a clip of Selena on a cooking show saying she has a crush on someone. Second post, pictures of Selena and Benny Blanco. Third, a screenshot of her sharing Benny Blanco's cookbook to Instagram story. Fourth, a screenshot showing that Selena Gomez's mom has recently followed Benny Blanco. Oof. Fifth, a screenshot from Blanco's Instagram story of a note that he says his girlfriend left him in uh, handwriting that I've never seen Selena Gomez's handwriting, but I saw it and I was like, that's Selena Gomez's handwriting. <laughs> uh, and the note is about how she feels really bloated and has to fart. <laughs> oh my god I, what the fuck? very romantic she's like i'm gonna fart on you very uh... romantic and then most notably and most shadily a uh a quote from an old interview with benny blanco in which he praises justin bieber famously selena gomez's ex and some say shades selena because in the quote he says that uh, Justin's not one of those cookie cutter pop artists, you know, they're like, this is my new single, this is my makeup line. And this quote was given right after Selena had released a makeup collab. Which, guys, Rare Beauty's good, and I do yeah. use the concealer. Listen, we're we're not, I, I do love Rare Beauty. Yeah. It's and really that's quite not good. A, and that's not an ad. I'm no, just saying. We're just saying, but I mean, if, any, if anyone if Rare, Rare Beauty, Beauty wants to know, um, okay. um so basically people start selena comments facts on this yes people in the comments because comment sections are crazy and the instagram comment section is actually notoriously crazy it's crazy there's yeah. even a thing on tiktok now where like if you post a video that's not good the kids will comment post this to instagram reels and it means like if you posted this on reels you would be roasted <laughs> TikTok is nicer than it. They are like outsourcing the hate. Yeah, like, they're, they're like, like, this is too difficult to even engage with. Please go to Instagram. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna hate on you, but just know that if you posted this on Instagram, you would be getting death threats. Like, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the comments are basically like some people are commenting, being like, "Wow, I can't believe you're dating somebody who shaded you ever." And so, so one person wrote. You're just so corny. OMG, that man was shading you years ago. Selena Gomez responds. Mm -hmm. LOL, yeah, and he's still better than anyone I've ever been with. Facts. She loves to say facts. That's one thing I learned in researching this is she loves to end facts. facts. Well, in the time of quote-unquote fake news. It's important to say facts. facts. Mm -hmm. This is facts. Um, and better than anyone I've ever dated. I mean, I think that's shade back to Justin Bieber or whatever. Yeah. And also... Also, I don't know. I just don't really even feel like that comment was so... Sh- the Benny Blanco comment is not that shady. And also, if he didn't know her at that time and he was friends with Justin Bieber, it's like, let it go. But anyway, this kicks off truly many days of Selena Gomez just going at it, it yep. in the comments with random people. So one comment, he's treated uh, he's treated me better than any human being on the planet. He is absolutely everything in my heart. Another reply. Then why has he been the best thing that's ever happened to me? The end. That's another. She'll show you facts. Or yeah, or the pe- end or period. period. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't understand. If you actually care about me, this is my happiness. If you don't, feel free to say whatever you want. But I will never allow your words to guide my life. Ever. 
I'm done. If you can't accept me at my happiness, then don't be in my life at all. These people are not in your life. No one's in your life. They are like, commenters. Just your boyfriend. She commented, this person, I, I did a screenshot. As you can see, this is a person who has no profile picture that yeah. she's responding to. And like, it's just a long comment about what they think of Selena Gomez. She's replying to this person, LOL, you don't know me whatsoever. It's like... Yeah, it's, don't fucking respond to them. You are too famous yes to be doing this we're saying this with love selena you do not have to be responding to yes. people who have no profile photo you don't have to be responding <sighs> to everyone i think a little responding to fans is nice it's, you know the thing is that and i'm like part of me is like is the algorithm rewards engagement so it's like they're is a reason why she she's is the numbered, most followed. She's woman. the most followed, and it's because she will engage. She, but also for her personal mental health, she doesn't have to engage with everyone. And also, people again, and the no pro profile thing, like I can understand you don't want your pictures out there, whatever. But it's also like it's always those people who literally will not even put their face out there that always have opinions. Yeah, they have look, a paragraph, a paragraph about Selena, so, Gomez's Selena Gomez, and it's like. That's why we're saying don't even like if they're not even going to be vulnerable enough to show people what they look like. I'm not even going to take the time because it's always just personally. And I'm sure you felt yeah. it. It's always guys or people like that who have something to say. Oh, yeah. you're ugly or this or that. You're not even posting a picture of your fucking face, bitch. Yeah. So how about you do that first? And then we can talk about who's ugly and who's not. Yeah. And like, tell me facts about your life and then we'll see. Who's and then we'll see. And I'll comment on you because I bet you your baby daddy or I bet you this, that, yeah. whatever. Let's see all uh, your drama your displayed then, for everybody. Yeah. But that so that's the thing is like, go touch grass in the context of this podcast. It can be a pejorative. It can be like you're a loser yeah. go touch grass or it can be loving it can yeah. be selena you're the most followed woman on instagram you're a gazillionaire many times over yeah. you do not need to be responding to lola mania 2020 yeah so anyway this continues to go on all week the other thing is she responds not just to like it's not just comments on her own instagram it's comments on, on other, other people's fan accounts yeah, and exactly. stuff and it's like girl you do not not need to I it's one thing to be tagged in sorry yeah but. well yeah it's one thing if someone's actually saying it on your account and you're like you know what stop talking shit about my boyfriend on my account like fuck you like i don't expect someone to never respond when people are saying rude things about you like i get it but this it's getting to be a lot. So on the on the fan account feeling for sell, they posted about the relationship with the caption IDKY. I feel like she is trolling slash joking after all of the comments I have read. Selena comments never trolling. I'm leaving Insta for a while until I have to work again. I just stand up for what I believe in, and I have no shame in doing that. I love my fans more than anything in the world. Which brings me to the history of Selena Gomez announcing she's leaving Instagram. <laughs> 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 which is oh, a rich man. history so the last time selena gomez announced that she was leaving instagram was one month ago oh, God. <laughs> oh man um after she posted basically like she did one of those like thinly veiled posts about the middle east where she just kind of said like 
I condemn horror, hate, violence, and yeah, terror. Yeah, yeah. And then people kind of slammed her and were like, say what you actually mean. And then she said, I'm taking a break and deleting Instagram. That was on November 2nd, 2023. So <laughs> okay. I don't know if she ever even deleted Instagram. Maybe she deleted it from her phone. Maybe. That's being very generous. <laughs> it does not seem that she left Instagram. No, she didn't. Um, the previous prior Mark to that, Zuckerberg probably threatened her. Like, you yeah, can he was not like, you can never of leave Instagram. Yeah. You can never leave Instagram. You can never leave us. Uh, prior to that, the last time she had said she was leaving Instagram was February of this year. Okay, so you know she that's, had a good that's couple like eight months. months. Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't have like yeah. a little more than over like half the year. Maybe, yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And months. this was after the Haley Bieber drama, which is a whole uh, other that's a whole can other of worms. But I do think it's important to remember that the Haley Bieber drama was kicked off by Bye. Selena Gomez commenting on a random TikTok of Haley Bieber kind of making a bitchy comment about Taylor Swift. So I think, Selena it was, Gomez, I think Haley Bieber was also kind of picking on Selena Gomez too. Well, because there were, there's a lot going on, but the thing that made it like, they, they were like maybe making fun of her on Instagram story. Yeah. Haley and Kylie. Yeah. But the thing that took it public was this someone posted a video of Haley Bieber and someone says Taylor Swift's name and Haley Bieber makes a like throw up, like, yeah. like, eh, like, yeah. motion. And Selena commented on it like, that's my best friend. And you should never say anything about my best friend. So the thing about Selena and is then, she's in the comments. So, yeah. And then, okay, that, whatever. But then all the fallout from that is why she wanted to leave. In, you know, so yes. it's not that that happened. It's that it was so back and forth. Yeah. That which got, is like, you can't throw a grenade and then say that this shit is too... Like, well, Selena, stand in your business, baby. Well, exactly. Well, you know, and I'm not... This is not the Go Touch Grass podcast coming out on the side of Hailey Bieber. Let's never, be clear. Never, never, that never. That is not what's happening here. Never. We're just saying Selena is in the comments. Which... Which for, is we, not a good is place not to necessarily be. where she needs to be at the level that she is at. Some would argue me and you don't need to be in the comments. I would love to not be in the comments. I would love to not be in the comments either. <laughs> I so, would love to get to a place in the career where I outsource the comments and yeah. I have no, I don't even look at the comments. But even, but even probably our therapist would say, Millie Elise, get out of the comments. And we are, we don't have 400 million Instagram followers. Exactly. So for someone who has that many Instagram followers to be in the comments. Yeah. You need to go touch grass. You do. Do and you that's, have more history or is that just um, this year? The, the other time that I found uh, that she had said specifically that she was leaving Instagram. So this, this one actually goes back to 2018. So she had okay. a long time of not okay, declaring okay, that okay, she was okay, leaving okay, Instagram. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but she did leave Instagram following the breakup with Justin Bieber. She left Instagram. I think there might be more times than that. But those are where I was finding articles okay. about her. So the bottom line, one final question that I have for you. Is it tacky to announce you're leaving Instagram? How, what do you what do you think about saying I'm leaving Instagram? I think like the common internet thing is like this isn't the airport. No need to announce your departure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that sometimes people want to know. Like, I think i changed my name a few years ago from millie tamaris to millie something like a different last name so that employers couldn't find me and stuff on facebook mm -hmm. and 
I know some guy who studied abroad with me like fucking in 2010 and he was trying to DM me to to meet up with me in New York City. He was like, hey, did you block me or something? I can't find you. And it's so like on on Facebook. So it's like, oh, if I posted that, like I changed my last name or something, maybe he wouldn't have taken it personally. So that's like a thing, too, because the thing is, when you don't announce yourself on or don't announce leaving at that level of Selena Gomez, then people are like, oh, my God, Selena Gomez just blocked me or something when really she's taking a break. Um, I think that if you do announce that you're taking a break, you should ha- actually you take a break. You do have to leave. That's the you thing do is, have to leave. I, I think the thing that's dicey about announcing that you're leaving Instagram is that you then really do have, have to, leave to leave Instagram for a while, which I think in the case of the 2018 one, she actually did, did leave Instagram for a while. But the more recent ones, it's been, you know, not yeah. you, you can't just delete the app off your phone for a week and be like, OK, that I think that is maybe just you privately say, I'm not going to log on to Instagram for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I understand the necessity sometimes of saying, like, you're not going to be able to reach me here. Yeah. But at the end of the day, people who actually need to reach Selena Gomez aren't reaching her on Instagram, probably. Her. But sometimes Instagram DM is a way, you know, it, it's yeah. like a res. I get it. Like, it's a business thing, but it's like she can export like she can hire an, an entire brand agency to fucking review her Instagram comments and all the stuff and then have a Finsta or something or exactly. a way to like connect with actu- her actual friends. That's what I, you know what? I'm going to, we'll add this to our, you know, our final say on the matter, but Selena Gomez, go touch grass and get a Finsta. Get a Finsta. Selena Gomez, get a, a Finsta. Finsta. <laughs> And we say this with love. Mm-hmm. We say this with love. And I think that's the end of our that's first our episode. Of, the end of our first episode. Oh, my God. That was another episode of Go Touch Grass. This week on the Patreon, we have our search history episode deep dive of the Gorilla Glue Girl. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. It's not as simple as you would like to think. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what the hell that is. Justice for Gorilla Glue Justice Girl. Justice for Tessica Brown. Mm-hmm. If you're on the $10 level, you'll also get an invite to our launch party, which is on Wednesday. We're so excited. It's on Thursday. It's on Thursday. Sorry. Our, this comes out on Wednesday. So if yeah. you're hearing it, it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Go, Go Touch, Touch Grass. Grass. And until next time, Go, Go Touch Touch Grass. Go Touch Grass is a headgum podcast written and hosted by Millie Tamaris, me, and Elise Morales. Me. <laughs> Produced by Emma Foley, and the theme song is created by Douglas Whittock. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>